Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are connecting with Patricia Coulter. Patricia is an artist, and she has a beautiful story that she shares with us that started at a very difficult time in her life when she lost her daughter in a drunk driving accident. And while she was in some very dark times, started to explore and remember the power of what art and painting and expressing herself and allowing that creativity, how that felt for her and how that helped her to heal in a very, very difficult time. So she is a very accomplished artist and I love that she shares her story with us today, but she also shares the power and some of the tips of what she did to get through some very difficult times. So she shares the power of following what brings you joy and letting it be the compass to shift our energy when we are dealing with a loss in our lives learning how to listen to our inner voice and our intuition again and how it's always speaking to us but we've really stopped listening to it and it's helping to guide us through our very difficult times we must learn to honor and listen to that voice how gratitude is truly the highest powerful energy that we need to step into and express in order to shift that energy especially when i find that when we find ourselves in those moments that really black muck energy that we find ourselves in, or when we're in the energy that this is not fair, this is not what I asked for, because you know I keep saying it on this podcast over and over, but really, really difficult, painful things happen to good people. It's not a good, bad thing, it happens to all of us. It's what we do with it that matters. She also talks about when that energy feels very stagnant or when it feels stuck. Acknowledge the pain, acknowledge the feelings and emotions, and then recognize that there's tremendous power in shifting that energy by moving our bodies and changing our state and stepping into our creativity. Remembering that we can never say enough I love yous. I love that she shared this enough I love yous and that we can share that more and allow ourselves to be vulnerable to share our emotions more freely by using also by using our gifts that we can help others to find their gifts through difficult times in our lives and that's the pay it forward piece that speaks so much to me and how powerful it is in our lives when we find our way through a dark tunnel or a difficult time I personally feel that we are obligated to show others what is possible to do that and Patricia does this and I love that she shares from this point because see a lot of times when we're dealing with loss it's read this do this listen to this all of these things but you know what we keep forgetting about the creative side of ourselves and how that helps us to shift that energy and it creates space and flow which allows us to move through some of those emotions and it wasn't until she was sharing it that I was realizing how much writing I did in the early, early stages when I couldn't make sense of my own personal feelings. And some of those first thoughts and those first journals that seemed like they were just chicken scratches is really where my book came from. So it really helped me to realize that, you know, you know what, there's lots of ways to shift those emotions and we need to stay open to that creative side as, creative side as well and the possibility. 
And she also shares that change is possible. And so I'm just, thank you so much, Patricia, for sharing your story with us today. It, it's so, so powerful. So I know you will enjoy it. I know you will take away some nuggets. If you, if it speaks to you, please free, feel free to share this to honor her story and what she is sharing with the world because she really does have a lot to offer the world. So thank you so much for sharing, Patricia. And I know you will love this episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are connecting with Patricia Coulter. And Patricia and I connected online and she is an artist with a beautiful story and she is here to share that with us today. Welcome to the show today, Patricia. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. We have a few quick questions that I want to dive into to give the listeners a chance to know who you are, where you're from, what's, you know, a little bit of backstory. So they're pretty quick questions. Um, where are you from? I grew up in Saskatchewan and in 2001, my husband and I moved to Cold Lake, Alberta. Alberta. Okay. Awesome. And that's, that's where you live now. Um, yes. How close can you see the mountains? Can you see them? No, okay. <laughs> we're quite a ways. We're on you... the east side of the province, um, but we can drive to them six okay. or seven hours and we can see them. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. I love the mountains. They're just gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, what is, are you a reader? Yes, very much so. Okay. What has been one of the most impactful books that you've read? I think the book that affected me on a daily basis is Simple Abundance, A Day Book of Comfort and Joy by Sarah Ban Brannick. Uh, she was one of the first artists or authors featured on Oprah's book club when Oprah first started reviewing books. Okay. And her, Sarah's message was at the end of each day, write down five things you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And it, that was just a tremendously empowering tool. It just changes your thinking from getting away from the negative news and all the things that are happening to thinking about what was good in your day. And it can be something even small, like a, a uh, fragrant cup of tea or someone mm -hmm. said they like your hair or mm -hmm. it can be really big things but it just it really impacted my life and every day I try to think of five things I'm grateful for other people do this suggest this as well Jack Canfield is one who talks about yes. it but Sarah's book was the one that really got me making it part of my daily life now if that was part of Oprah's book club that would be how many years ago early in book club Yes, very on, probably 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, because, you know, 15 years ago, I mean, it's pretty common knowledge now to hear people talk about gratitudes and writing them and all of those things. But I was just, I wanted to put reference to the fact that that was um, something, not that she was the only one, but that obviously is fairly early in what people were, were referencing the importance of gratitudes. Yes, it's, it was out quite a while ago, but it was really impactful. That's and awesome. You can't, uh, you can't be amazed. At, you would be amazed at how it changes your thinking. Well, I think they say the highest vibrational energy you can feel is, um, oh, it's not, and it's not just gratitude. It's something else. But gratitude is one of the top ones that you can feel. So if you can find a way to focus on gratitude, you can actually physi physiologically shift your energy. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Because it mm -hmm. just changes your whole, whole thinking. It does. It does. It's powerful. Um, what is your favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote? I like the quote by uh, Pablo Picasso, where he said, art washes away from the soul, the dust of everyday life. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. So, 
So whether we make art or we look at art or we think about it, it all just brings us a peace and calm that our lives need. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. What, who is a mentor who has shaped your life? Well, I'm still on the painting thing, but uh, when I was first learning to paint with watercolor painting, I'd asked a few of my friends about it, and they all recommended this woman in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, named mm -hmm. Cecilia Jurgens. So my girlfriend and I got in our cars and drove for five hours to Saskatoon, took this weekend workshop with Cecilia, and we were blown away. It was like she was a magician. Mm. She had this plain piece of paper and some paints, and she just told us how she was going to do it. Then she painted, and it was just mesmerizing. And she was very encouraging, and we all tried to paint our own pictures too. And mm -hmm. uh, oh, she wasn't keeping anything back as a secret. She was just very open. Um, it was just very encouraging and very inspirational. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that it's a mentor who has impacted you that is, can I say, closer to home? Like, I mean, a lot of answers I will get will be, you know, famous authors and famous um, speakers. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I love that it is somebody close to home and close to your heart of what speaks to you that has been a mentor. Oh, yes. She was wonderful. She just told us exactly how to do things or gave us some suggestions. I started off with a really small bit of paint and a really inexpensive brush. And she just said, relax, it's just paint and paper. <laughs> and that really freed me up because I was so, uh, I don't know, cost conscious and worried, was it going to turn out and oh, all those things. Overthinking? Overthinking. Yes. yes. For sure. <laughs> for yeah. Sure. I mean, we're all, we all fall victim to that. Um, what lifts you up and what drives you? I think I love art. I love the flowing. I love abstract art. I love the looseness of it, how you can just interpret it your own way. Mm -hmm. That lifts me up. Every day I go for a big walk down to the cold lake here. And I just am amazed at all the things I see and different patterns and uh, all sorts of things that just catch your eye. I was uh, watching a Facebook post on this one artist and she said how she got excited by cracks in the sidewalk. And I mm -hmm. thought, wow, I just saw one today that was really neat. <laughs> so See, it's, it's just your, my outside world lifts me up. That's awesome. Things that we would, we tend to look past maybe and yes. don't even like, we just don't even really give it a big time of day. Right. But it's something yes. right there. Yeah, it's beautiful. We live in a wonderful country and uh, we have so many beautiful places. We live we in a beautiful to... country. We really, really do. I think that's... Don't we? <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I mean, I love Canada. I don't always... <laughs> I would love a little more sunshine sometimes and warmth, but that's yes. okay. I do... Can We do live in a beautiful country, beautiful people. So mm -hmm. I right. love that. So you have recently retired and you are developing your art career. Right? Painting is something that you love and has been a source of grounding and energy and inspiration for you, right? It's definitely been something, it's served a real purpose, not just a hobby. We're not talking a hobby. Does, am, I, am I stating that fairly? Right, yes, yeah. it's beyond a hobby. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's my life's passion. Um, it's just uh, grown in ways I couldn't have imagined when I started painting. That's awesome. And sometimes when we follow what we are meant to do or what we are called to do, it's, I always say it's amazing the doors it opens up, the opportunities it opens up. They would have never been there. Uh, we would have never seen them if we hadn't started to take those first steps. 
Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I'm amazed. I teach painting occasionally on cruise ships. Mm -hmm. I, my paintings have been in five books. I've been on a PBS series. I'm with three galleries in Canada. Um, it's just amazing. Wow. <laughs> you should definitely be highlighting that when I look at your bio. That is no, those things are not mentioned. You should be saying oh. those things proudly. That's amazing. Good for you. I'm in, I'm in awe of it myself. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, I totally understand. Just to, yeah, definitely be proud of that. So you are a very, I can, I can hear it in your voice and the joy and the peace. I can definitely hear that. This is, um, I, obviously art has taken a part in your life that has really helped you through some really difficult times. So I'd love if you are comfortable to go back in your story and share with us, um, we'll come to the turning points after, but things didn't, things weren't always quite like this, right? Like things were not um, in this space. And maybe if you could share a little bit with us about your backstory. Well, when my youngest daughter was killed by a drunk driver, mm -hmm. I fell into a dark place. It was mm -hmm. as if I'd been walking along a frozen lake and all of a sudden fell through the ice down into a very dark place. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I would swim up towards the light, but for a long time, it really was uh, questioning whether what's the point of it all. Um, I had a supportive family, uh, spouse. I had a good job. I had thoughtful friends, but yet I knew I needed to do something just for myself. Mm -hmm. I remembered how my daughter and I used to get together on Sunday afternoons at the kitchen table and mm -hmm. we would paint. We used the book we had, the Reader's Digest Complete Guide to Art, and we used that as our starting place. And mm -hmm. we just had loads of fun just sitting at the table playing with paint. And I remembered that and I thought maybe I'll get out that and see if that helps. And I got my paints out and started painting. And it was just, uh, I noticed how I felt so much better after. My shoulders went down from my ears. I felt calm. I felt happy. And I just mm -hmm. thought, ah, oh, this is what I'm going to start doing. That is okay. So you, you've, you've dropped a lot of information there with us and I appreciate that. And I'm very sorry to hear about your daughter. I'm sure that that was a very difficult time. How you said that was roughly around 10 years ago. I think you mentioned earlier. Yes. Okay. So how old was she at the time? She was 22. She's 22. So that obviously is um, a hard thing to, I mean, losing a child at any age would be difficult. And then losing um, a child in that manner where it's, you know, again, out of your control, something in almost in control of somebody else's. Can you take us back to like the point when you did hear that she had passed to like how long, I don't say how long before you found your art, but how long did you find yourself in that space? Like, and I think it's really important. And I thank you for saying that, that you did have good people surrounding you. You did have a supportive house spouse. You can have incredible resources around but that um, peace comes from within right like that peace comes from within us and and it's okay to say I have all the support I need but I wasn't in that space yet yes for sure and all the people who were close to me were sad as well they were on their own mm. sad journey recovering and we all helped each other but bottom line is you have to help yourself you have to find something that's just for you mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that finding the painting was really cathartic for me. I think that that is, um, I think that that's incredible that you found that. And I think that that is something that is, I'm, I'm glad that you found something to help pull yourself through that point. 
So if you were to go back in time and you think back to when you were, um, when you were at your lowest point until you actually started to pull yourself through that, how long a time period are you talking there? Oh, I would think uh, maybe a month or two. Okay. Uh, at least six weeks after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just started painting. And my, I'm sure my first paintings were really small and really dark. Mm -hmm. but then they started to get bigger and they started to get brighter and it just, it just grew from there. And, so uh, so I love that you explain that the color, like the colors change, the energy of it changed the right. It's, it's, it all started to change as you started to change. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, for sure. I mm -hmm. started to feel better and that was reflected in my paintings. I experimented with brighter colors. I worked in a bigger format and then mm -hmm. I got bigger and bigger. And now my paintings are huge. They're mm -hmm. five feet by six feet. So oh my goodness. Yeah. So it was just, um, you know, it just grew. Um, I got to feel uh, joy when I was painting. And uh, I think there's something about fluid and water that, I don't know, takes your grief away and it just, things just flow and your energy flows out of the paint. Well, you found something and I think this is, I think whatever that is for anybody, I think you found is coming down to that point that you found something that helped you to flow again, right? Helped you with um, bringing good energy back in and shifting focus and all of those things. So, I mean, obviously it spoke to you, it spoke to the two of you. So it was something that was very important. Yes, and it was something I could do at home on my own. I didn't have to go to a class or take a workshop or be with other people. I was just doing this on my own. I think that's part of the journey too, just allowing myself to have inner dialogue and, and mm. relax and, and to be quiet for, for stillness to speak and, and for things like that to come forward that you may have been busy and not been able to hear before. You, um, I, I think you're saying something that's really powerful there. And if I can just add, and I want to ask, is the sense that, so a lot of people, when we go through something very difficult or a loss, it's almost like, you know, you read the books, you look at the things that like how, what fixes it, what changes it, what shifts it. And it's, there is a magic formula that you do these five things and then you can move forward in your life. What I'm hearing it's interesting with the painting in, correct me if I'm wrong, it's almost that you created space to feel, to like, just let that flow happen again, that creative flow. We know it's more than just the paint. Like that had to be um, experiencing the emotions and allowing yourself to heal as you went through that. So I think that that's, I really like that. I don't know if you, there's anything you wanted to expand on with that is a sense that it's not about just doing the thing that's going to help you to feel better faster or as fast as what you ex what's expected to be over something as traumatic as that. You created some space to allow yourself to heal and feel better. Does that make sense? Oh yes, definitely. And that's where I think it's good to do something on your own. Mm -hmm. um, and just let that inner voice talk to you and, and give you some positive messages. And uh, I think sometimes our lives are so busy, even with social media, that we're not very often giving our inner voice a chance to speak to us and let it say to us, try this or how about mm -hmm. that? And uh, I think that's a tremendously powerful thing. I know being quiet and painting really helped me. Uh, the paintings weren't great, uh, especially at first they were probably awful, but it was wonderful for me. I just felt so much better. 
It was a process, yeah. right? It was more of a oh. process. It wasn't about judging whether the painting was good. It was a process that you had to go through in order to keep moving through those motions, right? Like I say a lot of times to people when they talk about, like we spend so much time trying to make things look pretty. We're trying to make it be, make it better, help us get over it faster. And sometimes we, you know what, we can't push through the emotions. We have to experience them and feel them, not numb from them or block them up, but feel them and move through them in order to get to that other side. Yes, for sure. And just, uh, just find something that you like doing, probably mm -hmm. with the ends of your fingers involved, like not just uh, looking, but also feeling. That's a tremendously mm -hmm. powerful tactile sense that, that can guide us too. It just oh, yeah. goes right up to our heart and our head and then back to our fingers. It's interesting you're saying that. I, I guess I hadn't really thought of that. Now, I am a very, I'm sure some people can um, relate, but I'm a very tactile person. I mean, I started working as a kinesiologist, rehab field, personal trainer. I mean, I am a tactile person. I am I touchy-feely. I That's how I learn. I don't learn by watching a computer. I tend to, I learn by listening, which is probably why I like podcasts so much. But I never thought about that as the tactile being a way to deal with the physical, you know, emotions and, and moving through things. So using your fingers. And, and I guess when I look back in my early days of when I was moving through some of those emotions, I did a lot of writing. Like it's yes. an awful lot of writing. It's where my book came from, was from the early days of, which I thought was just a journal and it wasn't. So I guess I never really looked at it that way. That was a tactile way to help the body to heal. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, save a, it sent a message up to your heart and your head and then oh. back down. Yes, oh yeah, it's a tremendous that's beautiful. tool. Yeah, those, yeah. I, that never, no one's ever pointed that out before. And I, I mean, I thank you for sharing that because I don't think that's ever crossed my mind before. Didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all need something like that. I was at a workshop once and they talked about how they asked the people in the workshop how they relieve stress. And several people talked about knitting or crocheting or mm. embroidery, something or journaling, something that was just quiet by themselves mm. and it involved um, their, their fingers touching something. And nice. uh, that was really interesting. Oh, I do like that. I do. So when you were at a point before you actually picked up the art again, was there a moment where it was that turning point where it was a moment where you just went, okay, I want to do something more. I don't know how to shift this. Was it like a, a, did you have some stumbling points till you decided to try the art or was it like, no, you know what, this is what it is. Uh, I think I wandered around knowing I needed to do something to get out okay. of a dark place. Mm -hmm. I was pretty good at walking. I had a, an active social network, but I knew I needed to do something that was just myself. And I had to really think what, what had brought me joy before, mm -hmm. what had helped just, you know, when my life was going so well. And mm -hmm. then I remembered the painting and I thought, well, I'll give it a try. Um, and it's kind of like, what have I got to lose? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and it no. really helped. Exactly. That's, I think that that's powerful. Um, do you have any tips that you, and you gave one there that I think is very powerful as the fence said, you know, what, um, I always say what brings you joy, like not, don't follow the book of what it says you should be doing at this time. And you should be moving through that. You should like, what brings you joy? And for some people, honestly, I get a deer in headlights look and they're like, I don't know. 
I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. And it's, I think we've, we've so detached from that, that in some sense we've become almost robotic as far as what we have to do every day, what has to get done, what we have to accomplish, that we become robotic and we lose some of that emotion or connection with it. So the one thing there as a tip is helping people to find something that brings them joy. What if somebody says, okay, but I'm in like the lowest, darkest, darkest place right now. And I, like, I can't focus on gratitude. I mean, joy, are you crazy? You know what's going on in my life. How do you make some of those first steps when it's, it's the hardest? Like think back to those, just to give some tips to other people, how to make those first few steps to create change. Well, something that I find people find really helpful is to think back to an age between about the ages of seven to 10. What did you do that you really liked when you were all by yourself? especially for people our age, we didn't have social media. No. So what did you do? Did you like to draw cartoons? Uh, did you like to write in your journal? You know, did you like to write poems? Did you like to paint? Uh, and go back to that and see what that meant to you. Maybe you liked, you were in a choir, maybe you played a recorder. And if you really liked it, maybe go back to that and revisit it and see if it tells you something. You're an adult now, so it'll be very different but something will have an appeal to you from when you were young mm -hmm. or think of something with that. You really, especially like the sensory of it. Maybe you really like the smell of fresh wood. So you get into mm -hmm. carving or maybe you just love to hear a handbell choir. So you start singing with a choir. There'll be something that you really especially like. Mm -hmm. And something else you can do is think of something you do that you can hardly wait to do again. Right. Um, my next door neighbor where I used to live loved to golf. As soon as he came home, he was ready to go again. There was always that shot that he didn't quite make and he loved it. He didn't care what the weather was like. He just could hardly wait to go again. Mm -hmm. So something that you like doing and something where you lose track of time. Uh, maybe you're busy writing a letter or you're writing some lyrics and all of a sudden you realize a whole hour has gone by. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you you're baking or you're working in your yard in the garden and you realize how much you've enjoyed it and you had no idea so much time had gone by. Mm -hmm. Those are kinds of things where the world's kind of giving you some hints that this is something you could do. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. That's Those are some great tips for people because, and this is the thing is that you don't have to fit the mold, right? Like you don't have to it's, there's nothing wrong with counseling and support. There's nothing wrong with any of that, but it's like, it doesn't have to be one way only to move through grief and pain. You can have lots of ways to move through grief and pain and it's finding something that works for you that helps you to move through to the other side. Yes, it'll almost be like a, a spark or an electric jolt mm -hmm. when you get something that you really like mm -hmm. and it just resonates with you and you think, oh, cool. And uh, so you go with that because it's just something that appeals especially to you. That's beautiful. And, uh, yes. It's like, think of something you like to work with or smell or see, and that's, that's where you want to uh, go. I had thought, oh, maybe I'd like to work with glass, but I was holding my breath the whole time. It was just, I was so worried about cutting. Um, it, I didn't enjoy it at all. And I had gone into it thinking, well, this will be so cool. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at something that you're really comfortable with, that you mm -hmm. like working with. And uh, it'll just be amazing what, where that path leads you. 
Well, you know what? It's, it's, you say it beautifully. It's open the door, right? And then it can lead into places where you don't know where, like you, you can't predict where it's going to lead you. It leads you into places you never expected. And I think that's the powerful thing sometimes. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming at all. And you, maybe you're not supposed to, but when you actually open up one door, it can open up the next one and then the next one. Yes, you have no idea what's on the other side. No, no, <laughs> yes. not at all. So you, and, uh, go ahead, sorry. And one of the things um, the writer Julia Cameron says is to start with her morning pages. And she always suggested writing three pages of longhand. Mm -hmm. But even if that's too onerous for some people, even looking back on your gratitude journal, mm -hmm. what were you grateful for? What did you mention several times? Mm -hmm. And that'll be a guide as to what, what is special for you. Mm -hmm. And that might be, give you an indicator what you could be doing. Uh, lots of times there's dark days and you can hardly really think of anything, but then you start thinking and it changes your thinking. And next thing you know, you're doing something that brings you joy. That's beautiful. Now, do you have, can I ask you, do you not turn, do you have days where it's like, Oh, this is a hard day. This is a challenging day. Or do you find that you have created tools to work your way through some of those days to not stay in that space? Like how do you, how do you work yourself through difficult days now? I try to walk every day. I go mm -hmm. to yoga frequently. Those mm -hmm. two things really help. Um, I try to go out if I'm feeling really dark, just go and, uh, go and do some errand that gets me moving and out of the house. Mm -hmm. And I find that being grateful really um, has changed things. There's got to be something going on in your day that did go well. Maybe it's your coffee was really good or mm -hmm. uh, something. So it can be just a really small thing. And that just kind of starts turning, turning your day around. Mm-hmm. You, it's, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate, but there's like, I know when I used to have bad days, they would, I used to say they would take me out of the knees and I could be there for days on end. Um, and now they're kind of blips and moments sometimes it's like, Oh, it doesn't mean you don't feel it's just that I don't always stay in that energy space or I work really hard to not stay in that space. How do I shift this? And how do I shift this? And it's funny. It's, I, I don't want anyone to listen to that and think, okay, but that's avoiding the feeling. It's not avoiding the feeling. It's, it's the feelings are still part of us. It's just allowing it to move through. Yes. I acknowledge that I'm mm -hmm. having a bad moment and yeah. um, think about it and then use one of the things that has helped me going for a walk really helps a lot. I know they call it nature's Valium for a mm -hmm. reason. And, uh, and painting and maybe just even tidying up something and you've just changed the energy of your day. Well, you've moved energy, right? And I think yes. that's the, I think by why all the things you're talking of doing, I think is really important for people to understand you are moving and shifting energy. Like you're physically moving it. That's yes. the only, like when you stay in one space, you can't shift anything. Yes. So, uh, lots of times being quiet is really helpful. A little voice can speak to you then. But sometimes if you're in a dark place, mm -hmm. you want to come back to that stillness later. Maybe yes. move a bit and then uh, change your thinking and then um, go for solitude because mm -hmm. it, you have to be careful. Uh, you have to acknowledge that you're feeling badly. This bad thing has happened. Uh, and then look for ways to get moving, get moving ahead. Mm -hmm. that, makes, that makes complete sense. Um, can I ask you also one more thing in the fact, in the fact that I, cause I know I'm just always trying to relate to someone who's listening, who could relate to your story. Um, how do you work through the emotions when it feels as though it's not fair? 
How do you work through? Do you have tips that you could give somebody? I mean, it's not fair what happened to your daughter. That was that's that's terrible. I mean, I know things happen all the time, but you know the people that I'm referring to where sometimes they're so stuck in that is just not fair that they can't move through those emotions. So did you ever find yourself there or have you found yourself in those moments and how do you shift that? I think you should honor the person that you're thinking of or the occasion that that was okay. the thing and think about it. Just reflect on it. Don't keep avoiding it, mm -hmm. but just look back on it and then see what uh, what has changed and then maybe change your surroundings, get somewhere different, um, you know, and recognize what is it that triggers it? Is mm -hmm. it days without sunshine? Is it a day where you were just sitting around or a day you ate too much or, you know, did something not agree with you? Uh, so be aware of when those things have happened, what triggered it so that you can be recognizing it and then doing something about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where it's good to find something that just you yourself do. Uh, maybe you like to knit or maybe you're thinking of taking a course in something. Just find something completely different that calls to you and use that as a way to lift yourself up. That's We're all meant cool. to be creative and uh, so often we don't let those creative urges out. And uh, we all can make fabulous things, each one of us. So we just need to recognize that and, and try something leap and the net will be there people will support you like you wouldn't believe <laughs> well and i think learning how to leap without seeing the net um, requires trusting your intuition yes and just listen to your body is it telling you that you're having a bad day so what can you do maybe you can go for a really brisk walk or mm -hmm. phone up a friend or mm -hmm. uh, you know it's just amazing um, once you get moving you can turn it on its head Oh, absolutely. And I think it's, I think it's very important what you said there. Like we, I want everyone to know, like, it's okay to have bad days. I mean, I have them all the time, but it's choosing to stay in that space for long periods of time is different than having a bad day. Yes, yes, for sure. Just acknowledge, yes, I really mm -hmm. miss that person. I am so sad. And then uh, just kind of honor that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, look at something else, something new, something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now what are you doing? So you're retired and you're painting and um, working on developing that art career even more. What do you see yourself doing um, or how do you see this expanding even more for you in the next few years? Um, I think I'll continue to paint large paintings. Mm -hmm. I'm experimenting with uh, a newer method. I have loose pieces of canvas and I layer the paint on it. And what I'm doing is developing different formulas for the paint mixture. Mm -hmm. I add a little bit of varnish, a little bit of pouring medium, and I'm just experimenting with different things. And now I'm going to try experimenting with inks and see how, oh, wow. what effects I get with that. And uh, it's exciting. I um, was recently in a show in Singapore, and it's just oh, wow. interesting to see, yeah, um, that paintings speak to everyone no matter what your nationality or where you are in the world, mm -hmm. uh, people respond to color and vibrancy. And I'm just going to keep painting. I, uh, I love every day that I get to paint. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So five by six painting, how long does that take to paint? I have no oh, idea. <laughs> it can take a week. It can take two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the style is layering. So I layer one, um, wash of paint on and then I add another one and uh, there's times when I wish I had about 10 different sets of hands but mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, 
it's just fascinating. I feel like I'm letting color breathe. I'm letting it out of the container and it's just flowing and the energy comes out of it. Wow. That's beautiful. I don't, yeah, that I, I, mine is my, my pen and writing. And I, I, I think, cause sometimes I will finish something and I will look at it and go, I don't know where that came from. Like it just, it just dumped and flowed faster than I could even keep up with. So it must be some, a very similar feeling. Yes. Yes. And you're surprised by what you get. You started oh, yeah. off thinking you were going to write about this, but oh, look, you're writing about something completely different. Well, and I think that, I mean, some people might kind of not follow this or understand, but I, I really do feel sometimes I'm being guided when I'm writing and I, or maybe I'm just staying open enough that I can be guided to writing what I want. Because sometimes it's finished and I look at it and I'm like, I, that's, those are my words. That's okay. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where that came from because yeah. I couldn't force that to happen. Like, I mean, I've sat and tried to force things to happen and they never happen, but allowing it to have its space for it to flow. It's amazing what can come out sometimes when we just give that space. Yes, that's exactly how it is for me when I'm painting. If I just mm -hmm. let it go and just see what the paint's telling me, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I got this. Oh, look at that. And just to be open to surprises. Oh, I, I, I like to tell the story. Exactly. I like to tell the story that the title of my book and the ending of my book in the beginning all came about through nature walks and yoga class. They never came out when I was sitting at my desk with my pen and my paper and my computer, not once. They came out when I had space. And so as soon as I created some space, I remember being in nature one day, I'm like, oh, there's the name. Like it was just like crystal clear. There's the name. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it just, because you, you were open to listening because you're creating that space, right? And I think that that's especially important in this day and age where we seem to be shoving everything into every minute of every day is packed with everything that we're not leaving a lot of space for magic and things to happen. For sure. I think social media takes a lot more of our time than we probably recognize. Mm -hmm. And we, we're looking at other people's stories and lives. And I think, like you said, just go for a walk, uh, a yoga practice. Those things really help to just quiet that voice and you can just get your own ideas coming to you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, so now moving forward, you see yourself expanding into larger paintings, doing more with it and helping others find their creative story. What is that? What do you mean by that? Well, I like to give classes, workshops, mm -hmm. encourage other people. Uh, I'm very open how I paint. I tell them everything I can. Mm -hmm. When I was in the PBS special, put some color in your life, um, mm -hmm. lots of people all over the world wrote to me. And it was just um, humbling to hear their compliments and to answer their questions. Some of them wondered what mixture I had. Some of them wondered about the canvas. Uh, all sorts of people had different questions. And it was just uh, incredibly empowering to hear from all of them and to hear their comments. And uh, what a way to reach people. Oh, absolutely. You, I mean, as you're, as just as a person who's connecting with you now for a podcast, that should be in your bio because that's huge. <laughs> <It's your laughs> PBS. I just want you to know, like, don't downplay that stuff. That's huge. Good for you. That's amazing. I love it. I, I had an interesting experience. Um, I got a message from a caregiver who looked after a severely disabled girl in Florida mm -hmm. and the caregiver wrote that they watched this put some color in your life on YouTube every day and the girl really liked my episode so much mm 
and they were wondering if I could guide them. And so I told them what kind of paints to buy. And so they took a piece of loose canvas and set it over her body. She's not able to move from the neck down. Mm. And so they layered this canvas on her body. And then a couple of the assistants help her with the paint. And she poured some kind of out of her mouth through a straw. And then they kind of tilted it and moved it. And she was absolutely thrilled because she got to paint and paint a big picture. And I think part of it was the freedom of the paint, the spontaneity of it. She had no idea what she was going to get. Nobody did. And I think it was that freedom that she doesn't have that came to her through the mm-hmm. painting. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, uh, yeah, that's powerful. That is powerful. Yes. I was thrilled it worked out. I was on Skype and gave them a few directions, but really uh, they were all excited. It was, <laughs> it was really um, a wonderful thing for her. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it was. So do you do that? Do you work with people um, online or support or helping them with these people who connected with you from seeing your special, seeing your things on YouTube, learning and hearing about you? Yes, they just reach out to me and I help them as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Sometimes they have specific questions about what kind of paints or things like that, or sometimes they just want ideas for inspiration. So I've got lots of ideas. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it's just fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for sharing, you know, just to give some people some tips and hope and that we can change our, um, move through our emotions and allow that creativity to flow. And maybe it plays a really big part in helping us to heal. So I, I, I mean, I thank you for sharing that because I don't think that that's talked about a lot, to be honest. I feel like it's, you know, read this book and listen to this mentor. And the creativity side of it is a completely different side. And there's definitely people who that's what speaks to them. Yes, I'm really interested in what they're doing with soldiers who are suffering from PTSD. Uh, Often art really helps them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes they're not far enough advanced to write journal Mm -hmm. like you do but they would be good at maybe blowing some paint around on a page Mm -hmm. or tipping it and moving it and just seeing what they get and then that would be their start for them Um, because lots of times people think I'm just not an artist and really everyone is and it's really um, therapeutic Mm -hmm. to work with paint and uh, very helpful. Well, I think that most of us can relate to, you're going to laugh, but most of us can relate to being in grade school, doing an art project and our teacher going, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> like, we can, so we, so we, we've already decided at a young age that we are good at that or we are not good at that. And which is really unfortunate because it can be so healing as it is. It doesn't have to look a certain way in order for it to be healing. Yes. It to be an A project, right? Like it's, uh, yeah. Yes, one of the things I find going when I visit schools to teach a painting lesson is if they're in kindergarten or grade one around that age group, and I say, who here is an artist? They all put their hands up mm. and they don't put them up timidly, they shoot them up. And then they talk about each other. Oh, Johnny, he's really good at drawing planes. He's Aww. really good at jets or something. And I really like the one who says, oh, I can draw anything. I just think that's so cool. But yet if I go to a high school or an adult group and I say, who here is an artist? 
no one will put their hand up or if they do it's a relative who's an artist like my grandma she liked to paint pictures or something you just think oh what happened to us from this waving hands it's me it's me to oh no not me like I just wonder what happened I wonder if there was somewhere along the way we were kind of told it wasn't good enough or we were told it was not like creative enough or um, wasn't as good as someone else's that we just kind of dim that light Yes, and I think people don't look at it as it could be a possible occupation either. They tend to still look at art as if it's a hobby. Yes. Uh, so if someone yes. is in grade 11, 12, and they're thinking of going into art, well, you better get a job. Uh, you better be a teacher or a nurse or something because, yes. you know. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer that we actually should be teaching more on how to be entrepreneurs, whatever that is. Because yes. I think that entrepreneurship is going to be something that's going to create massive change in our economy. I don't think it's, it doesn't come. I mean, I, I, I've grown up where we've had the factories, we've had the farms, we've had the, you know, automotive, like all that's like virtually gone now. And yes. so it's, you can't rely on what used to be there all the time. And so there's lots of different ways. I think that you have to look at that, but um, I think that that is, that's really powerful. It's very powerful. There's so much data in the world now that we can access. And then that frees us up to put our own spin on it, oh. our, own, our own version of it. Absolutely. And, uh, I think we can have businesses as an entrepreneur that we never could have imagined because oh. we have the tools in place. If we need mm. bookkeeping, we go online for that. If we need marketing, we know we can reach out to someone. So um, in lots of ways, I think creativity is going to rule the, rule the world. Well, I like to hear that because I think as we are becoming so digital, sometimes we forget the power of creativity. Yes, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where, where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Where can they see some of your art? Tell us a little bit about where is the best place to connect with you. Uh, my website is www.patriciacoulter.com. Okay. And I have an active Instagram following and it's uh, at Patricia Coulter art. And those are two ways people can reach out to me. I'm awesome. always open to getting email messages. My email mm-hmm. is P C O U L T E R zero eight at gmail. Awesome. We will make and sure I'm, that that gets in there. I'm always glad to reach out and talk with people. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. As we wrap up, I want to ask you a couple of the key questions that I like to ask at the end. And the first one is, is that if you could go back and in any point in your life at any point in time, what is a lesson that you would pass on to your younger self? I would uh, tell myself to tell people that I love them more. Mm. or I like them. I think we presume they know we love them or we like them and we should just say that more. I remember thinking after my daughter passed away, I, she knew I loved her, but Oh, I wish I told her many more times. Nobody can be loved too much. We just have to tell everybody. (laughs) No, we cannot. That is a very powerful (laughs) thing. No, we cannot. It's a very, very powerful thing to say. Have you said to your friends that you love them or you like them? You know, we have so many people in our lives and we don't always let that message out. Mm. We just think it. Uh, and we should just be telling people. So what stops us? Do we just think, is it because we're worried we, it, it might feel weird? It's not reciprocated? It's not, it's not something that's expressed very much. That's a good point. No, 
yeah, no, and we should. We should just express more gratitude for all the people in our lives, mm -hmm. just more freely. Um, and, and it'll just be amazing the good things that happen from it. I love that. Thank you so much. My last question is, what lesson in life are you the most grateful for? Um, I'm grateful f in a strange way, I guess, to, the, to know that I can pull myself up out mm -hmm. of a, black, a bad place, uh, that I can have tools in place and I can, I can make it. I can do it on my own. Wow. That's it. You know what? No one's ever shared that from that perspective. And that is really beautiful. It really is. Because at, at the end of the day, right, we can have a ton of support. You said that you can have a ton of support, the right people, all the right tools, but you have to do that yourself. We, I have to do that myself. We all have to do it ourselves. So we have to believe that we can in order to actually do it. Like we have to be in that space that we believe it's possible. So yes. that's really powerful. Like your podcast says, we make our own choices and then we can, it makes our life. And that's yeah. all of it. When we own our choices, every to I say it, we truly own our life. And when I look back at my journals from like five years ago, those are the things I was writing. Like ah. you have to own your choices today, Marcia, like own your choices today. Those aren't your choices, own your choices. And that became such a staple in my life that, that it just became almost a no brainer for me that that's what my podcast was about because I want to connect with women. I should say women, I've interviewed men as well, but women and men, people who have come to a, a fork in their life where they really realized that they had to own their choices to create something different for themselves. Yes. Um, instead of complaining about the boss or something, yes. just uh, do something about it yourself. Yes. Uh, seek, seek that quiet time where a little voice can tell you, how about this? Or try that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that'll just be so empowering. Oh, it's just tuning in, right? Tuning in and listening and making that choice so that you can create something more for your life. Like when do your shoulders, when do you feel them relaxing? When does your mm -hmm. stomach unknot? Uh, when do you feel happy and warm and peaceful? Those are the things you want to focus on. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, your, that's, that's telling us things. It is, it is. And that's beautiful because I think, again, we don't tend to tune into those things. We know the things that give us headaches, that keep us up at night, that stress us out. That like, again, it's easy to focus on those things. Yes, and our world is negative. The news is negative. Mm -hmm. There's always some um, political upheaval. There's all sorts of climate change things happening. It can oh, make yeah. our day seem scary, but yes. we just have to, have to be grateful for something positive in our life. Well, we have to choose what we focus on. Yes. Yes. And you've done, I mean, you've done an incredible job with that. And I honestly, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I really, really appreciate it. And I know that it will resonate with someone out there and showing how you can truly just create those shifts. And I mean, allow yourself, acknowledge those days, but create those shifts and follow joy. And then the things that it can open and help you to heal with are incredible. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being with us today, Patricia. Thank you, Marcia. Thank All the you. best. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of own your choices, own your life. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.